We're back with another banger, guys. Been out for a little bit. But now we're back! Hey guys, welcome back again to the Cut, Light, and Smoke podcast presented by ZealCigars.com. Zeal Cigars, your number one place to find the newest cigar, Burn Notice, on our website. So go to ZealCigars.com and you can find Burn Notice on there and uh, it's going to be very exciting. We just smoked it this morning. What did you think about it, man? Dude, way better than the original uh, test blend, man. I was really impressed by it. I actually even had, uh, we have Grant on with us today, actually. And yeah, uh, I even yeah. had Grant try a little puff of it in the lounge. Mm-hmm. So he could even tell you what it tasted like. Hey, Grant, first off, let's introduce you to our guest today. We have Grant over to my right, to JB's left. And uh, Grant's a friend of the shop, just got a new position and a new job. He's a big-time baller. You don't make as much as him. I don't make as much as him. Nobody <laughs> does because he's living life large, and uh, he's basically the billionaire in the building. So uh, let's let's talk about Blue Collar Billionaires. Grant, introduce yourself. How are you doing? Oh, man. After that intro, I am buzzing. Either that or, <laughs> the, or it's still the champagne. I, one way or the other. Yeah, we're popping uh, bottles today, bro. We're popping bottles. So. Uh, I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm living up to that billionaire lifestyle. I, I know you are. Dom. Yeah, got 2009 Dom Perignon. Yeah, we're, dude. We're drinking some champagne, smoking some good cigars. So let's talk about the cigars we smoke. We smoke Burn Notice on the video. So if you haven't seen the video, go to Best Cigar Reviews on YouTube and you watch actually watch the video there about Burn Notice. But tell me a little bit about what you're smoking today. I'll tell you about what I'm smoking, yeah. and then Grant will, with his limited knowledge of cigars, his first cigar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will fumble through it as best I possibly exactly, can. Right? Yeah. Exactly. We go, uh, go we did a little bit of a, a first cigar smoke today, right? Like I I smoked right, the, right. I uh, Grant smoking his first cigar today, so I was mm-hmm. like. I'm going to revisit, since we just brought these back in, mm-hmm. uh, my first cigar, which was the Vintage 1990 by Rocky Patel, mm-hmm. PA Broadleaf. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Every time I go back to it, this is the second time I've went back to it since I smoked it originally. Right. Um, and uh, the first time I smoked it was 2009, which is ironic because the Dom Perignon we're, we're drinking right now is 2009. Right, right. And then uh, the second time I smoked it was with you. On That's camera right. on my birthday, right, right, uh, on my thirtieth birthday. That's right. And then now I'm I'm now smoking it again. Um, I really enjoy it. It's really really good. Um, solid smoke. You know, Rocky's been around a long time. You know, they make solid smokes. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. but you're smoking a first from them, right? I'm smoking the Rocky Rocky Patel uh, Vintage uh, 2006 San Andreas mm. with the orange wrapper. Uh, it's a good cigar, man. It's really good. I okay. did not, I, I was pleasantly surprised by it. I, I like San Andreas, although like some San Andreas I'm not really big about. Okay. But um, I really did enjoy it, and I was like, dude, this actually is really good. So uh, very earthy, very woodsy, and nutty, I'll say that. Okay. Um, it's a very good cigar. If you haven't had it, make sure. I mean, we've got a big Rocky sampler right now on the website. It's just killing it. I mean, it's like a, it's got the ALR in it. It's got the 15 in mm. there. It's got, it's got every great Rocky that you could ALR. ever get. I know, dude. I'm telling you right I now. I love that ALR. If you don't go and get this sampler, you're just missing out right now, just so you know. So, um, And you can find the sampler at zealcigars.com. Also, if you if you disagree with anything we say, you're wrong. Uh, if, you, uh, if, you, if you have any comments, questions, or insults, obviously we want to hear from you. Go to cutlightsmokepodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's all one word, cutlightsmokepodcast at gmail.com. Dot com and uh, let us know your thoughts. So we check the email every day, and a lot of you do. Lots of emails. I'm loving all the insight that we're getting from the show. So, uh, But I'm, I'm smoking the San Andreas. Grant, tell us what you're smoking right now. Uh, I am puffing on the Davidoff Anniversario number three. Ooh. Okay. Comes in a tube. Yeah. Comes yeah. in a tube. He yeah. didn't pronounce it right. He didn't say anniversary. He said anniversario. Oh, well, I'm, I'm a I'm, cultured individual. You are a cultured individual, bro. <laughs> I, I brought you, you the, Dom, actually, the Dom Perdignan. He's a, <laughs> so it's kind of funny because I'm, I'm going to tell this. I'm going to have him tell this one quick story and then we can get into what we're talking about here because okay. I think it also fills into like the topic right right uh grant is also like an honorary haitian yes so when he lived in uh he's lived in like brooklyn lived in like uh harlem and uh when you live in those kind of areas especially like queens and you uh Mm -hmm. you live around a lot of the jamaicans and and a lot of and some haitian uh descents when you get adopted by a haitian granny like you you are adopted by a haitian granny like it doesn't matter if if she does certain things and i think he can elaborate what what she did that made him an adopted haitian he he has a haitian granny for life it's awesome yeah uh absolutely uh i miss her every day um that is one of the things that broke my heart about moving away from new york coming out here to az was leaving her behind uh but i had to do what i had to do um but she did everything to take care of me okay Um, okay i would i would wake up and there's breakfast on my floor 
like on the on the doormat, ready for ready to go. When what? I when I introduced her to a girlfriend that I had, uh, she gave me some Manish water, which is designed to. Uh, it's an aphrodisiac. Oh, okay. You, uh, you have that managed water when you're ready oh. to uh, get to making some babies. Okay. And she uh, All right. she put a note on it. She said, the girlfriend's cute. I need some grandchildren. Dang, grandma <laughs> went in deep, didn't I she? Was like, I, I was like, okay. hey, I love you, but yeah. it, unless you're raising these grandkids right, right, without right, me, right, I, I'm, right. Not, I'm not ready for that. That's right. But that's right. That's right. She, okay. uh, she did her best to take that care boom, of boom me. water, bro. It's yeah. boom, boom water. Okay. Oh, okay. man. Uh, all right. I had right. to pour half it out. Otherwise, I don't. I, my legs would have gone numb. <laughs> it was a it was a rough weekend for everybody. <laughs> well, it's it's going to be a pleasure having you here today. I know that you can add a lot to the conversation we're talking about, and I'm very very excited about what we're talking about. Keep in mind that I do have a good portion of Dom Perignon 2009 in me. So if I say anything that's I guess off color or that you don't, I got you. you. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> there might be a little more. There might be a little more foul language today. So I'll just um, turn him off. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm doing everything I can to not do that, and I am not drunk. Keep that in mind. I'm just saying, you know, I got a little bit dumb in me, so I'm a little dumb Perry on. You know, this might turn um, into the JB and Family Lawyer it show be, today. <laughs> it might Luck, be. Luckily, we're not getting into anything political. On I know this one. we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. So what um, are we talking about, bro? So we're talking about how men can make friends into brothers. Okay. Today. So I mean, I got seven ideas I want to talk about, and and. To be quite frank, is you know my, my son always jokes with me and he's like, Dad, every guy over the age of forty says the word brother. I, I, just, I call everybody that too. I know it's it's really interesting because like I think it might be a little bit of influence from Hulkamania, you know. But I <laughs> but I, I also think step I, into a slim gym. I know, right? Yeah, rip. Randy Savage. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, Grant's like, yeah, thank dude. You, thank you for correcting man. that one. That was going to hurt. That was going to hurt. Grant is like hardcore wrestling. Oh, fan. I know, bro. I know. He's wearing a Road Warrior shirt right now, which <laughs> is both endearing and sort of frightening. Um, but so we're when we're talking about this kind of stuff, I think one of the things that's that's really interesting, and we're kind of taking some breaks between the podcasts to kind of gather ourselves and to bring you better better podcasts. And so when I was thinking about this, uh, a lot of what I do in the morning. Before I come here, as I watch a tremendous amount of YouTubes, okay, and a couple guys that I follow are like Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan. I follow a lot of other podcasts and so on and so forth. Uh, Leon Lush, if you would, is another guy okay. that I follow, um, and it's it's really interesting because uh, recently they've been talking about young men. They've been talking about how young men are running around in packs and so on and so forth, and and these guys are less like friends and more like brothers. And I thought, what does it take to Go from a friend to a brother status. Get out of the friend zone with your with your yeah. with your dudes. Well, I mean, I, that sounds really really weird when you say it that way. But yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, so it, what I mean by that is, so <laughs> what does it mean to make a guy, you know, more than just a friend, but he's a brother? Yeah, he's somebody that you know. And so I had certain things I want to talk about with you guys and get your feedback on it. To be quite honest with you. And by the way, if you guys are out there and you have feedback, drop us an email because I want to hear your thoughts on this as well. So I just put down some notes here, and I think I emailed them to you. And so I'm going to ask you to kind of. Uh, start us out here like that with number one and what's the number one thing that kind of moves somebody from friend to brother i think a, i think one of the biggest things is uh and it's one of the easiest ones to miss actually um mm -hmm. because you get so caught up in some of the other things that that excite you about people mm -hmm. um but i think the first and foremost thing is you share common values mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right like um you know i i couldn't I couldn't uh, I couldn't hang out with somebody on a regular basis that uh, doesn't respect p the police department, doesn't respect authority. My right, dad was right, a cop right. for twenty years. He was a marine. Your dad was a marine. Like, exactly. I I I don't uh, in GoPros, dude. Tripping out again. What the heck? It's just crazy, man. Um, yeah. So like, it, it's harder for me to have uh, to 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 put somebody into a deeper circle that that doesn't have the same kind of respect that I have for those people because unfortunately like I lived that my dad was a police officer right so, right yeah. right I, I think the the one thing I want to say about that is that you share common values but you don't have to share every value absolutely I think not. that's important because one first off they're individuals absolutely they're not somebody who's I, I'm not trying like for example Grant I'm not trying to make him like me does it make sense? But yeah. there's certain common values that we obviously share that make him more like a, a little brother, you know, and I say little brother because I'm the oldest one around, you know, so, uh, but it, there's, there's that sense of where, you know, you share enough common values that there's this mutual respect, both in, in speech, in life, and in the pursuit of whatever you want to do yeah. to where you're like, you can support that person continually. Yeah. You know, I think that's a, that's a big part of it. And so, uh, I don't. I don't know. And feel free to jump in if you if you have a a, a shot on there. Yeah. Grant, well, Grant's drink more champagne than any of us. So he's, chilling, <laughs> he's chilling right now. So my my views are going to be the most unfiltered. 
apparently. Let's get it. Let's oh, get it. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm getting canceled. Too late to change my name on the podcast to something else. Uh, Grant left the building. Uh, my name is Tucker Thundersteel. Uh, <laughs> I don't, there's so many layers to that that I could go into. I don't even want to touch right now. It might oh, be illegal man. to go into layers. If, if yeah. you can tuck uh, something that's called Thundersteel, I'm incredibly impressed. Hey. Go, uh, go for it, Tucker. Practice, uh, tape, and dedication. Yeah. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but it's interesting you brought up the, the whole thing about police department and the military. Um, you and I, we have very... Uh, JB and I know each other for about five years now. Yes, yes, um, yes. JB introduced you to me, so that's how yeah, I met Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's how I met Brad. Um, JB is someone that I would... I don't even think I start a text message with anything other than, hey, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. On the regular, that's yep. true. Regular 100%. conversations, just talking to the man, like just walking in the store. JB's at the you know front counter. I always say, "Hey, brother, what's going on?" Um, oh. He yep. is. He is for all intents and purposes my family. Um, mm. He's my emergency contact that's for this dope. new job I started. So if something goes wrong, hundred <laughs> percent. Awesome, getting the that's phone awesome, call. Dude. That's a hundred percent. That's awesome. He's the emergency contact for my dog if he goes missing. Like. <laughs> Everything revolves around me. He's me, got, he's me got three. Dog, the dog's only got three legs. Yeah, he's, not, he's, not running away. he's not running away <laughs> very bro, quickly. Bro, bro, wait a second. Stop, stop. Hold on a second. <laughs> this dog is a awesome pit bull that has three legs. And, and American Bulldog Master. American Bulldog no Master. I'm sorry, I didn't say pit bull. I'm sorry, I apologize. American Bulldog Master. Apartment complex is listening. He's not a pit bull. He's not a pit bull. So <laughs> American, American. What is it? What is it? American Bulldog Master. American Bulldog Master. Somebody got the roll into the deal on that. I'm not Ooh, sure. You know, but bulldog. All, all I'm gonna say <laughs> is I have a mastiff, and it's ten times bigger than your dog. But mm-hmm. your dog is the sweetest little thing in the entire world. Comes to the shop all the time, yeah. and absolutely. Lo- What's her name? Uh, his name is Taylor. Or his name. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I. I apologize for the pronouns that I used. I apologize right now. So please don't you know, misgender my dog. I will not He's got a complex. He has a complex. Uh, what his name's Taylor? Tail. Tail. Just tail. Just mm-hmm. tail. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's like calling your dog dog. It's kind of tail. You know, it's, it's awesome. So. That was the. Uh, I was. I mean, now that he's only got the three legs, I've just been thinking about calling him Lefty. <laughs> I don't want to change the name now. Right. Right. Okay. But, okay. Okay. But go on down. I didn't interrupt you. Go ahead. But oh uh, yeah. So just talking about like um, military police appreciation. I have a different respect I, I don't want to say different respect i do respect police i do respect military sure i do have a different view right. over all of that mm-hmm. um we, we sort of touched on it i'm from new york mm-hmm. i've definitely seen some overstepping sure sure from law enforcement and i will never blame law enforcement as a whole for that that is the individual acting out of, of course dude you know yeah. out of power um but it definitely has influenced my world view Sure and, and sure. JB coming from Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, living on the farm, having that neck that's a, a shade of burgundy. Right, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I identify right. as a hillbilly. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Uh, all I know is every time I look at you, I hear the banjo from Deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> it's always in my head whenever we have a combo. That's um, awesome. Uh, but I mean, you, I don't think you could find two people from a different walks of life mm-hmm. that have come together and connected in the way that me and JB did and even me and you right Brad. absolutely like, absolutely drastically different religious oh yeah uh, views Jew um, Christian yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I, sure, I mean yeah. I Jew in name only really right. well yeah like yeah, 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 yeah. I celebrate Hanukkah because I can stick at eight days of gifts <laughs> um <laughs> But realistically, you're, you're selling not. yourself well, short. You are I, very well adverse. I, I, I am yeah. very Jewy. That is, yeah, yeah, you are very adverse. well adverse. <laughs> okay, but I think that I think that that's one, one, something that that I, I think is is really really important to brotherhood is that you you even celebrate the differences between each other and that you you like love each other even despite the differences. Yeah, and so on and so forth, and that you can you can you could talk spirit. You can have spirited conversations about things you disagree with. Walk away and be like, "Dude, I love that guy. That's still my brother. That's still my. That's still my guy." So, but when we talk about core values, there's just core things that we we all believe in. Mm-hmm. You know, this is that that really do unify us and pushing, spurring each other on to good things and so on and so forth like that. Which yeah. is which is something we we all share and we all value. I think it's what makes us you know tight knit. You know, as brothers, and I I have that with probably about ten to twelve people in my life. Yeah, you know, if you would, not many more than that. Um, every, everyone else, I, I really don't really share the values with them. And I don't mean that in a sense, I don't, I, I just don't share my life. I don't see them as much, but there's about 10 to 12 guys that I'd see in my life on, on a, 
let's say daily, if not weekly basis, mm -hmm. you know, that we share those, that I share those values. So I think it's very, very important. I think that's one way to move from friend to brother. What's the next yeah, one? Yeah. Well, Grant kind of already kind of right. led into that. And it's like, um, they, number two is like, they even have your back, even, even sometimes when they don't want to, right? Like just because of the fact of like, um, sometimes like you succeeding and you making it over a hump is them succeeding and making it over a hump. Right. Cause like you kind of, you build each other up. Right. So, right. Um, you know, if, if there's a situation where, you know, maybe they don't agree with it, that's something that, you know, you guys can discuss later, but they might be there for you in that moment. Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, well, it's, it goes along with the idea of like, you don't, you don't kick a brother when he's down. Yeah. Like when someone's down, you want to encourage them and so on and so forth. So, I mean, I mean, if I, if I remember the, there's a time that, you know, you had a, you had a hard week, hard day or something like that came in hanging out a little bit, came back and, and I said, come back to my desk, man. Let's just, let's just chat. My desk has since moved because I'm ugly and not good with customers. They put me in the very back of the warehouse. Is that why you um, make sure when we have conversations, I'm in the back too? Exactly. I do everything I can to protect us. Oh, it's about okay. us. Yeah. It's because we're us. hideous. Yeah. We're the monsters. <laughs> I see it. I get it. So I, I said, come on back here and just gave you like a, 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 I call it, I call it, if, if there's anybody out there that's been around me long enough, they know I do something called an affirmation bombing. And I, I fly by like a, you know, like a, like a B-52 bomber and just say like, this is, this is who you are. You're believing the false things about you and you need to believe who you are. This is why I see who you are. And until you believe that you're gonna be stuck in this consciousness of thinking that you're this, 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 or this. And I just kind of said to you like, Hey man, this is true about who you are. This is the, I know of all of our conversations, bro, I know who you are. And I'm like, this is, you're believing that you're not who you are. And so you need to change that belief, change that. And so on and so forth. I kind of yelled at you for about five minutes saying, this is who you are. Stop, stop wasting both of our time to get that, get out of that headspace, you know? And I thought it was really good because I, I mean, I, I don't know how it affected you. Maybe I've been made you worse. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> he's I mean, still that, here. I, I, you and I hugged. I cried. Yeah. Like, yeah. I had that conversation. Well, I love you. Bro. I mean, yeah. I appreciate that. And, and that conversation started you, you you closed the door to the to the cigar lounge you, you told jb watch the front like hey this is just something i'm going to talk to 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 grant about um just you know stay up there um and and i want to have a conversation you you started by saying hey i saw you walk in with your shoulders down yeah i saw you walk in yeah. here like you're not not feeling yourself yeah. like you're not recognizing how much greater you are than you're giving yourself credit for. Right. And right. I, you didn't even let me get a word in edgewise for like a hot minute. You just, <laughs> you, just you talked at me telling me I'm good and okay. uh, you, you made a face, but it, it was, it was very beneficial. Okay. You know, I left, I, I, I left in tears, but mm. you know, good cry. Like, you know, had, had like, I don't see my parents very often. Right. So that right. was a good cathartic older brother, mm -hmm. you know, dad, son moment type right. of thing right. that I, I didn't get for a very long time. Right. And right. that made a huge impact on, you know, it, it didn't immediately solve how I was feeling, but it gave me stuff to reflect on and feel better about. Okay. That right on. someone who is, not a stranger, someone who is family, someone who is, you know, a, an older brother to me, uh, sees the worth that I'm missing. Right. 100%. In myself. Um, and it was huge. Like, it did absolutely help. I mean, it kept me coming back, you know, more than anything. Good. Like, just knowing that this is a place where people care and right. I can feel better about myself if I'm having a hard day. Mm. Massive, massive for anyone. Well, I think, I think in, in, in two different ways, you can. You, a lot of us don't recognize that the words that we speak, you can speak life into somebody or speak mm. death into them. You really can. I'm telling you what, I don't ever want to be the person because I've been that person before to do that. I don't ever want to be the person again that I once was that spoke, spoke death into people because I was just an arrogant prick, you know, and I, I think and, and, and I'm still working on that. And God's got me on a journey to be less of that. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm saying that, like, in, in reality, I don't want to. I want to be able to speak life to people and encourage people and so on and so forth. So I'm, I'm, I'm able to celebrate even, I mean, here, here's, I mean, just to, just to get real raw with it. Right. When you're able to celebrate your enemy's victories, you know, God's doing something in your heart mm. when you're able to be like, good for them. That's great. I'm glad they're doing well. And not in the sense of like, because like, and you mean that genuinely, not in the sense that you're like, you're saying that like, you know, you're placating or patronizing, but you're being honest. You know, you're saying like, I'm glad they're doing well, you know, and so because I, I, have, I have a couple enemies out there. I think every guy has enemies, you know, but I have a couple enemies out there and they're doing well. And so I'm able to go like, OK, good for them, man. 
that's great. I'm really glad you're blessed and things are going well, man. That's really good, you know. And it also takes that that like that hefty responsibility that you feel of justifying yourself off your shoulders where you're able to be like, you know what, man, I'm good for them, man. That, that's really, really good. And then you can want everyone to get along, not just just yourself to get, get better, but everybody else to get better. And so I'm really glad that worked out for you. And you don't think I was just being a, you know, a massive jerk about it because well, I wasn't trying to be. Yeah. Well, I, ironically, I'm going to skip three, four, five, and six and go to seven real quick because that kind of leads into like, <clears throat> you have to meet the requirements of time, trust, and truth, right? Like, right. Like right. in order for you to have that conversation with Grant, you had, he had to have time here. Right. Right. He had to build trust in you. Right. And you had to build 100%. trust in him. Right. Like, right. Right. So those things came into, into fruition. Um, the time tr and trust came into fruition so that you could mm. provide him with the truth that he right. needed to hear. Right. To, to overcome whatever that was that he needed right. to overcome. So yeah, it, that's, that's a big one too. Like if you want to overstep that, you know, if you want dudes to become like your, your bros and you don't want them to be friends anymore, like you, they got to have the time, you got to have the trust and there's got to right. be truth in there. Got to hold each other accountable. And none of those things, I mean, I've known you for probably two, three years now, and none of those things can be rushed. It's not, it's not like when you meet somebody, you, you just automatically trust them and you have truth with them and you have time right. with them. You don't have time with them even, you know, I, even though you, you can be kindred spirits and it, it's exciting and so on and so forth, but you're still trying to figure out where they're at. And I think that, that I think that there's got to be um, wins and losses in a relationship especially in a friendship, in order to get to brotherhood. Mm. There has to be times that your brother comes through and there has to be times they let you down. Yeah. And that you forgive him and you kind of move forward on that. And so there's there's times I've let you down and I've come forward on it. There's times that you let me down and we go forward on it. Yep. And I think that's part of like any friendship. But if you move past that, what happens to a lot of guys that I see is when somebody lets them down, they just dismiss the yeah, friendship. they write it off. They write it off. They, they dismiss the friendship immediately or they never say anything about it. Versus like, hey, when you said this, like uh, there's a podcast. Yeah, they let it slide and then it keeps happening. <clears throat> there's a, there was a, a podcast we did. It was very early on. And you, you even said it during the podcast. You're like, I see what you're trying to do, do with this right now. And I'm not really, not really happy about it. And I was like, oh, dang, that was kind of great. And then we had a conversation about it later yeah. on at my desk. And it was very, very good, very helpful and very mutually beneficial for both of us. And I thought that was really, really good. I think that that's something that a lot of guys do is that when someone pisses them off or someone gets angry or something like that, they just write the guy off versus like understand the person's a human being and they're worth working it out for most of the time. Now, there's some guys that come into your life and you think they're going to be like first circle guys, guys who are close to you and they disqualify themselves immediately and that's somebody you should write off. Yeah. But most of the time when someone's trying to get into your inner circle or something like, something like that, it could be worth that time, that trust, and that truth you put into that relationship that can really pay off later on. Meaning, like you, you be, that guy becomes a brother, not just a friend. You know. Well, and then and then they end up doing what number three is, right? They they start showing up for you to do life with you regularly, whether yeah. that's something hard, whether that's having fun, whether that's right. just you happen to see him at the dang grocery store and they say, "What's up?" You know. So yeah, dude. You know, but um, if I could jump in on that one, yeah, I mean, let's, yeah. let's talk about how you and I met, JB. Yeah, like. First time I had anything to really do with Justin, um, I went with a mutual friend of ours that we uh, unfortunately both lost contact with, um, <laughs> but that was his decision, not ours. Um, just to, I, I entered JB's house while he was on vacation to help uh, this mutual friend feed his cats. Yeah. Um, I really didn't know Justin very well, but here I am in the stranger's house. And then after that, I realized like, hey, this dude lives like three blocks away from me. Like, I'm going to hit him up one day. We're just going to hang out. And you, JB, I met you at a point in your life where you were going through some stuff. Yeah, I was, I was, it was at the beginning of, of me really starting to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> here I am. I, I had just left the job where JB and I had met initially. I'm living off of my 401k cashed out. And I just, like, don't want to be home. Like, I was feeling better about myself emotionally than I am, you know, that I had been currently or, you know, in this day and age. Um, and I was just like, you know what? Justin's home. I'm going to force him to do stuff with me. And then we just hung out. I, there were weeks where you and I saw each other every single day. Yeah. And you weren't even feeling like going out, but I was like, let's try this new restaurant. Yeah. Like, there was a, go to this brewery. There's a, there's another layer to that. Like, um, <clears throat> there was a time where, um, I, I, I had to take a leave from work because, um, my mental health was not where it needed to be. And, um, I, I didn't get out of the house much and mm -hmm. Grant was kind of the one, like my wife would be at work throughout the day 
and he was kind of like, yo, I found a new restaurant. We're going. I'm picking you up in like 20 minutes. Yeah, I didn't even give him an option. It wasn't even a conversation. Yeah. I'm like, I'm already That's in awesome. front of your house. Let's go. That's really cool. Yeah, put your shoes on. I'm, I'm not waiting more than five minutes uh, yeah. or I'm dragging your ass out. So, so our thing kind of became a new restaurant in Phoenix every week, like just somewhere completely random that we would just go and just like find this like crazy good food. And then even from that, we determined that both of us love local brewery stuff. Yeah. Like we love beer. So then it was just like, right. let's try this new brewery that we, you know, found out about that I just followed on Instagram. Then we made our own. Yeah. Then we did a home brew. I had a kit yep. that just been literally turned into an end table in my kitchen. <laughs> and I was like, well, let's do this, man. Let's just try home brewing. Like, you've got the space in your house. I don't. Let's just try and make something, see if we can do it. I mean, you talked about, like, the core values. And, and you, Brad, you mentioned being in those spirited conversations, Justin and I can go into a knockdown, drag out, full on <laughs> physical confrontation. And then 10 minutes later, sitting in the car quiet, a song comes on that we both know and be like, let's just sing along. Caribbean Queen. Hey. Yeah, there you go. Hey. Ride like the wind. L- little, little, yeah, Ride like the wind, I think, yeah. was the one that Justin and I connected on hardcore for a while. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's a good point about doing life, though, right? Like, um, uh, that's another layer I think a lot of people wouldn't think about, right? You would just think about, like, you know, showing up at Sundays to, you know, groups or meetings or sure, showing sure. up to football games and watching together and, sure. like, hanging. Or, like, your guys' night showing up, guys showing right, up every Friday right. night, right? Like, um, but, yeah, th- that's a whole nother layer as far as, like, um, so- sometimes you need somebody else to, to pull you out to, to actually do life. And um, it's good. Sometimes sometimes that's your wife. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's your, you know, that's somebody, you, you know, you're close to. And sometimes that's your brother, you know, and, and that's that's really awesome. Um, Absolutely. And the reason that, you know, they want to do life for you is it brings us to number four is like they, they generally like you generally want the best for you and they want to celebrate your successes. You kind of just mentioned that. Yeah, I think <clears throat> in a, guys are guys are naturally competitive, right? So we, 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 see that we're, we see that we're competitive and so on and so forth. One of the one of the dangerous things that happens with men is that I see them allowing that competitiveness to, to drive to drive their relationships where they can't actually celebrate their friends accomplishing something. Yeah, they can't put the pride aside. Right, exactly. And they're like, man, I can I can do better than him. Or if he makes more money than I do, I gotta make more money than him and things like that, versus like when you celebrate with somebody what they accomplish, like we just did with with, with Grant over on, on yeah. the uh on the on the uh, the videos about him getting a new job and everything like that is very exciting. <clears throat> I think that that's uh I mean it it rub, whether the guy whether the guy that actually accomplished something uh, says it or not it rubs him the wrong way and he remembers that yeah he remembers like man why are you why are you why are you so upset about this why won't you come to my birthday party why won't you come to this or or something like that you know so I think that, that one of the things that that moves guys from friends to brothers are those brothers the guys that just I mean even at the simple stuff. They're they're excited about your anniversary. They're excited about your birthday. They're excited about stuff that are that's that's seemingly little. I mean, like it's it's big between you and your spouse, or big between you and your parents, or whatever else. But like they get you more excited about things you're already right. Excited like, dude, about. it's your birthday, bro. That's yeah. awesome. You know, I'm so excited for you. You made it thirty something years around the around the sun. That's awesome. You know, so like I think that that's that's a huge thing, and it also shows you, you know, where their value lies. They really value you. Like they value you and so on and so forth. And so like, I, I'm not a big birthday guy at all. I, I could care less about birthdays, especially after 40, I didn't stop caring about birthdays. Um, but like, it still does something to me. People even on social media will say like, dude, happy birthday, bro. I have, I have friends of mine. I have a litany of text messages every July 5th that guys are just like, dude, happy birthday, bro. I'm so excited. I hope you're enjoying your day. And, so, and, and usually I'm just here you know, working during July 5th, you know, and so on and so forth. And I'm not taking my birthday off. I'm usually hanging out working. Isn't that right? You look at me weird. I usually am, right? Yeah. Okay, hopefully. I was making sure. Um, It depends what day of the week the 5th is. Well, I mean, 5th on Sunday, I'm usually at home watching football. Uh, But, I mean, that's that's one of those those things that, like, you're thinking through, like, being able to celebrate with a guy, his accomplishment. Like, if a dude gets a promotion – and it's a big promotion or gets a job and it's a great job. You should be like, dude, that is so that, and, and your brothers will celebrate with you. Just typical friends might just be like, oh, that's cool, dude. That's cool. 
Yeah. You know, and then they go they go into themselves. Like, that's cool. But you know what, man? I did this and so on and so forth. And like, who cares, dude? Celebrate your brother, bro. Nobody cares about what you're doing. I'll jump on that. Like, I've actually put my physical health in jeopardy to celebrate Justin's birthdays. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm deathly allergic to seafood. Right on, dude. Right on. Fish, anything. Mm -hmm. Um, One year for Justin's birthday, we went fishing. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't even, I was like, I didn't even like register in my head that this could be lethal for me. I was like, "Oh shit, I, I, dude, my buddy wants to go fishing. I'm gonna go fishing with my boy." Right. Oh, right. I almost cut my finger off then too. Yeah. yeah. You almost messed yourself I up. Broke a, I had a piece of glass in my hand. I was doing something with, and I was like trying to put it together to something, and the glass broke and slid, and uh, I still have the scar. Almost sliced off my finger. My car might still have blood stains. It probably does. <laughs> That's. Awesome. I don't even necessarily know that, that it's from that experience that it has the blood stain still. I mean, because oh. you broke it in the driver's side but the bloodstains mm. are on the, the the front fender so <laughs> right. i mean right right weird right. but okay that is all the damage to your car <laughs> that you've caused is done by me 100 <laughs> percent. i've um, never gotten to an accident but yeah. i've been backed into by justin yeah but that's important um, that's important that's, and, and, uh, that's that's laughable to us <laughs> right like, fine. No, number five for me is pretty big Oh, 100%. This is, uh, this, so, is, this is the most important for me. Yeah, they, they respect your family. And, like, when you move from, like, I have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't say that I would uh, trust all those friends around my family. Oh, yeah. Especially my, my, my wife, right? Like, right. And, uh, but I have quite a few brothers that I would uh, have no problem if they lived in my home and I left that they would ever disrespect my home or my family. Right, right. I dude, I wouldn't even think in that, but that's a great point. Yeah, I wouldn't even think of that when I said that. But yeah, right. There's there's guys that you know, if they come out and they stay with you and so on, so whether they respect your wife, whether they respect your kids, whether they respect yeah. your family, whether they respect your house. Well, even. it's like yeah. you asked me the other day. It was like if you had somebody that that had been your friend for years, right, and then they take your kid and they babysit your kid and then they do something unspeakable to that kid, right? Like, were they really your brother? And like, what do you do in that situation? So. You know, after you beat that ass. So um, for, for me, for, for me, this yeah. is really important, right? Like when you bring people around your family and you ask people like, um, like if I go away for any point in time uh-huh. and my wife is home alone, mm-hmm. this man's going to be going by my house and checking it. Right. You're going right. to be going by my house and checking Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And if anything looks off, you're going to be at the door. Absolutely. Kicking it freaking 100%. down. Right. Like, 100%. So that to me is one of the most important things. I know that if anything ever happened to me, Grant would think of my wife immediately and right. anything that he could do to take care of her. Right. I know that you would do that. 100%. And I have, I have countless other friends that would do the same thing. Absolutely. And brothers even. So. Oh, yeah. 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 It's not even a conversation. Uh-huh. I, I wouldn't even have the thought in my head that this is something that I won't do. Right. Like I'm there. I'm, I'm there that second. I'm there five seconds before if I just got a bad feeling. Like, yeah. your family is my family because you are my family. Right. Like, family. Yeah. Family. I yeah. just wish I'm, I had a bunch of those Vin Diesel lookalikes yeah. right now yelling family in the background. Uh, we drank Dom, but I'm a quote Dom. I don't have friends. I have family. <laughs> uh, uh, I live my life a quarter mile at a time, and I'm glad I got my homies at this table to to ride shotgun with me. Well, I, I, when, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about, what moves somebody from that friend to that point? And I would I would say, like, there's people I've ostracized from my life because they didn't like my wife. Really? Or I didn't like their wife. Interesting. So I, I literally said, I mean, I, I remember I remember a guy who would, who would verbally say to me that he was one of my best friends and what have you. I didn't feel the same way, but he, he would say that all the time. And uh, I, I remember thinking, like, to myself, like, I wonder what he thinks about my wife. I wonder if he really thinks that about me. It was just, it was just something off about the dude, right? And so um, there was a, and when, when, when that happens, when somebody doesn't respect your wife, doesn't respect your family, doesn't respect your kids or your legacy, why in the world would you bring them into your, in, into the brother circle? Yep. I mean, there's just no way there just isn't. And so that respect that I have for that individual, there's just no way I, I, I would ever yep. bring him into that circle. If you would, and I never, you know, I never did, you yep. know, if you would. So in my, in my head and in my heart, I never did. Um, I think that's important because, when you're surrounding yourself with those guys, like the guys I meet with, with you guys here and so on and so forth, if I was out of town for any significant amount of time, which I'm usually not really, uh, but if I'm out for like a week or two or so on and so forth, I would say, hey, make sure you give Jamie a call. 
make sure it's okay. You better check in with Camden, check in with, you know, and even, even to this day, and my daughter knows this, it's just weird because I know some people around everywhere. Um, I have people who check in on my daughter in, uh, in Tennessee, you know, and I've told her that I said, we got people in Tennessee that we know, and you know, you don't need to know who they are, but I'll tell you who they are. If there ever comes a time that you actually need somebody to do that, you know, and so those people check in with you and those people are, have a dear spot in my heart, you know, as a result of that. But I think that's where, I think that's where you move from, you know, um, friend to brother when you mutually respect each other's family in particular, you know, yeah. so if somebody ever came in and, you know, made, made, made a course mention about my dad or my mom, you know, I mean, you can't, I mean, here, here's the, here's the, we had one customer make it say something coarse about my daughter. Mm. What did I want to do? Just tell me what did I want to do? Oh, it was bad. What did I want to do? You, you wanted to like find him the next time he came in exactly. and, and like strangle the dude. I, yeah. didn't, I don't know if I want to strangle him. I, I would have had, I would have had a serious conversation with him. Like a, a, when, a stern conversation, right? Like if you, if you talk about someone's daughter, bro, like that's, that's next level, man. That's next level disrespect. It, you know, I, I remember the, the what you're talking about. Daughter, it was very, it was very, it was a very unique way in which he, he did it, but it was still disrespectful. It was still disrespectful. That's the point. So when you disrespect somebody's family, you know, the, the, I mean, just the demon comes out of you at that point, bro. Uh, just I mean, to interject, yeah. I mean, that's why yeah. you have a family lawyer. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> that, that has That bails a, me out, yeah, bro. Yeah, that's got, <laughs> I've got someone that sits in my back seat. His name is Louie. Yeah, dude. Last name, Vilslugger. <laughs> uh, and I know the best way to knock out a kneecap. Like, that's why yeah, I, dude. that's yeah. why you keep me around. Like, it's, it's, it's weird, man, because like that, that instance, you know, it tested my faith and it tested my ability to not to be able to, to restrain myself in the sense of like, you know, and I think he told my daughter she was too loud, you know, uh, to, and told my told my I think my mom something like that because my mom was here and I wasn't working here because he's a freaking coward. It wouldn't say that to my face, you know, um, or say, I mean, the, 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 who, who, what kind of man? You're not a man. You're slime, dude. The fact that you talk to a to a to a 20 something year old woman that way and then talk to her grandmother that way. I mean, come on, bro. Come on. You know who you are if you're listening to this. Come on back here and we'll have a conversation, just you and me. You know what I'm talking about, bro. If you're listening to this and you're one of those haters and everything like that, you come back to the shop and you and I have a conversation about this. I'm not violent. I'm not a violent guy. You know that. I'm not a violent guy. I prefer peace. But we need to have a conversation to do that. Because if he ever I, steps in the shop again, we will have that conversation. I think out of the two of us, the person that's most likely to get violent is probably me. Yes. <laughs> and I'm, it's I'm, the, I'm it's not the, a violent dude. It's the least expected of the two. Right, right. But, I know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm the, right, I'm right. the right. silent assassin, bro. <laughs> Dude, I'm not silent I, but deadly. That's what we that's, call it. That's Joseph. me, bro. Yeah. I enjoy I enjoy uh, dialogue, and I think it's one of those things that. But yeah. uh, you know, uh, and and then number number six directly relates to both of us a little bit, right? Yeah. And, and um and I think uh, I th I think number six is probably one of the ways that I became a brother to you, and it was uh, the the way that uh, they support your work, right, or help you connect with the right people to yeah. to, to to benefit your work, right? Like, right. um, right. you know. I think for me, one of the biggest things that gained your trust was, um, you know, as, as soon as I walked in the door, like I was here, I was here. Yeah, dude. Like I mean, there, there have been many days that we sat and chatted for a long time, long periods of time about everything in life, you know, that are really important. And I think that's, in, that's important. Even, even when, when, even when customers would come in and interrupt us, I'd take care of them, come back and we'd sit down and, and chat because I mean, cigar shops, just, you know, they're not, they're not. They're not tremendously busy every hour. There's certain times in the day that it's there's those laws of a, an hour or two or something like that that you can get the other things done, uh, and that's one of the things we love about working in cigars. You know, it's not like working in a retail shop where you're, you know, or like a Seven Eleven where people are coming in like yeah like, like mad. You know, um, and the majority of what we do anyways is on the internet. So, but I think that's one of those things that uh, are very very it's very healthy. It it helped me grow that relationship with you, and then. Um, connecting to what could be next and and i mean you were the first one that threw it out there like hey man if you ever need help around here yeah or anything else like that i was like dude this guy has a palate i've asked him to smoke several cigars he's nailed every one uh, i really like him as a person you know and the more i got to know you over the next year i was super impressed by both your depth your credibility and your knowledge you know and then that time, trust, and true thing just grew, and I was like, "Dude, this 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 dude's he gets it. Yeah, he really gets it." I wonder how many people out there know that I was here. So I didn't push anything related to. I, I had no intentions of even being a part of the videos. 
no. originally. I had no, no intentions of. I asked. Um, I asked. Yeah. yeah I, I, I literally had no intentions originally of doing any of that stuff. I didn't even know you even had a channel uh, originally, didn't. right? Yeah, yeah. There was no channel. Um, and it was six months, I think, before you even extended an invitation for me to help you film something that New Air had sent us. Right. And you right. were like, yo, right. help me film this real quick. And I was like, oh, shh. Okay. Yeah. And then I think like a couple of weeks later, I was on the video. So like it definitely like that's a hundred percent of a proof of like one, you needed to make sure there was time, trust and truth. Right. And number two, 100%. you had to make sure that like, did I have your business in my interest? Right. And yep. I think one of the first things I remember saying to you was, um, you know, like I, I forget what the conversation was around. And if I, if I remember correctly, I think it was somebody else in a, um, you were doing a live show or something with with a couple other gentlemen, and the conversation about me had came up, and um, and I pulled you in live. No, 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 mm. I, I wasn't a part of it. But you had you had asked me, um, you know, a, a couple days later about um, how how I felt in, in in regards to the questions, and I don't remember exactly what the questions were. And my response to you was this: was like, dude, I've I left. I left a really good job yeah. to, to put everything into this. Yeah. And my direct response was to you was like, dude, your success is my success. Like I'm, yeah. this job is nothing to me if you don't succeed. Like dude. I want to, I want you to succeed in every bit, way, shape or form because your success only helps, helps me continue to live the, this, this life that I'm enjoying right now and being able to provide, um, you know, for my family and be a man that I uh, want to be. And, um, and be happy generally, right? right? Like, like so, so that was a big thing. We, and it's we understand. I think I think it's an understatement to say. I think we understand how blessed we are in the sense of we're doing something we love. Mm -hmm. We're working with people we love, and it's. I mean, I come in every day, and I'm 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 happy to see you. I'm, well, I'm, even I'm, David came in today. He's like, dude, you guys are like bouncing off the walls today, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, man, you got to understand something. Like Tuesdays and Thursdays for us are days where we get to actually like dive into stuff. Like we get to mm -hmm. dive into the podcast. We get to have guests like Grant on. We get right. to, you know, right. have a little fun on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Sure. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays for us are very, very heavy days. They are. They, they, it's um, 100%, dude. So, yeah. you know, like he was like, dude, why are you guys bouncing off the wall? And it was like, man, it's a good day, man. We got Grant coming in. He brought a freaking bottle of Dom. Right, right. We get to record a podcast and talk about, you know, um, you know, how people how people become your, your, your brothers. Right. Like, right, um, right. I remember I'm going to, I'm going to tell one, one quick story about somebody that, that I look at as like one of my absolute brothers, unfortunately, that I, I don't get to see very often anymore. And then I have a question. Okay. So, um, I had a buddy in, um, I met in eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade. I was playing baseball. Um, when my parents got divorced, my mom would get me during the summertime, mm -hmm. but depending on, where I wanted to play baseball because I played on a team in Southern Ohio that was really, really good. Mm -hmm. And, um, actually I almost went to the little league world series. I actually forgot. I actually gave up my position on that team to go to my mom's during the summer. Okay. Um, because I didn't get to see my mom much. Right. And the reason I forgo forgave that, that, that opportunity was because I got to see my buddy Izzy. Okay. And, um, Izzy was from Jamaica Queens actually. Oh, yeah, um, in Jamaica, Queens. Yeah. His, his, his grandma would uh, always make us roti and plantains and uh, oh, had a yeah. thick Jamaican accent, you know. Oh, yeah. I just want to point out that the first thing I've had to eat or drink today was a cigar and champagne. Please stop talking about food because <laughs> it, is, it is killing me just a little bit. Uh, I'm cool. actually impressed you're still standing by that, <laughs> by that fact. Um, but, you know... Uh, he would stay with his aunt in Ohio in the summertime and he would go to New York for school. And, um, I remember we had such a great relationship that hit it off. I called his mom in New York and I begged her on the phone to let him stay and go to school here. Wow. And, um, it, it, it happened. He wow. stayed and lived with his aunt and we went to school together for eighth grade, ninth grade. And then I think he left halfway through my sophomore year. He had to move to Virginia for her job. Her aunt got a new job. Okay. But um, he, it was to the point where like school nights, it didn't matter. He had a pallet, mm -hmm. like a little bed made next to my bed on the floor. Yeah, dude. And it was permanent and he just stayed there. And like, that was, that was my bro. And he lives in Sweden now. Oh, wow. Um, but like, when we talk about like, how do friends become brothers? And like, that is one of my first examples of like somebody that I can honestly say, like, I didn't want to lose that person. Mm. You know what I mean? 
Like, mm. that was one of the first friends that I had that I was like, I don't want to lose this, dude. Yeah. But uh, it's crazy. Um, so, so that brings me to my next question of, like, when is a time where somebody broke that and, uh, and you had to let them go? You know, somebody that, that was into that, that brother category and, and, and they broke that trust and you had to let them go. What's that like? That's happened only probably two or three times in my life. I'm, I was trying to, I'm, yeah. as I'm asking that, I'm trying to think of, are there times in my life where I felt that way? Yeah, I've, I've had, I've had, yeah, one more recent, yeah, okay. that, that I had to let go. And, uh, you know, you still want what's best for them and so on and so forth, but you recognize that you're not going to do life together and you're not going to be in each other's lives anymore and everything else like that. And it's hard. There's, what what there's, was the biggest deciding factor that made you feel or made you guys mutually feel that that, that that was it was it values was you know what was it that that made you guys say this, this you know what this isn't hard to figure out either okay it's business okay i mean it was business and, and i'm talking about tim okay i mean we know that i mean like it, it i think that's one of the hardest things that um that that came and it's it just it's just business we're going different ways and things like that and we weren't um i, I think that that's that's hard you know in in that regard and um I think we both broke each other's trust, you know, on, on certain levels in particular. And, uh, I, but I also think we're both better off for it. So I think, I think at times like that, like, for example, there's, there's, I can, I mean, I, I'm not, I've not been preaching at all yet. So let me get on my, my, my pulpit out. Oh, you're getting on, on the soapbox. Get on the soapbox. I thought and, I hid that damn thing. You know, right. So, um, there's a verse in the Bible that when Paul talks about leaving a certain place, I can't remember where it's at, but he says he tore himself away from them. And when you tear your way, tear your well, tear your way, well, tear yourself away from a relationship. I mean, it's like when you take blue paper and red paper and, and, and glue them together, if you will, when you tear them, tear apart. Well, then you get purple yeah, paper. Yeah. Well, you got, you have, you have red on blue and blue on red. Yeah, it's you, not, piece it's not of, how glue and paper together. Yeah, works. Oh. A, a piece of, a piece of, of, of that still st sticks with you, you know, throughout your life. So I think that's, that's what happened by, but I also think we're both better off for it, to be honest with you. So like, I want nothing but the best for that guy. I, I got no, I got no hard feelings or anything like that. Um, but I think that's more recent in, in the past. Um, it's happened with a, a couple relationships to where, um, a, a dude, a dude cheated on his wife, not once, not twice that tore, that, that tore our relationship because, uh, he would refuse to take responsibility for what he did. Mm. You know, and so, uh, by the way, if, if you want to end a relationship with me, do something wrong and then refuse to take responsibility for it. So you take responsibility for it. I'm walking through the, the valley of death with you. I really am. But if you're if you refuse to take responsibility for it, I'm out, bro. Yeah, I'm out. I can't do anything for you because you you're may. Not, yeah, you're not. Taking you may dunk, dunk them on the head a couple of times. Like, dude, you're yeah. an idiot. You know better than this. No. But in the long run, you're going to be like, how do we how do we how do we go from here? Right. I mean, that's that's a that's a hard thing. And I think guys are guys are really. And there's there's something that I don't know what I don't know why this is with me, I don't know what it is, but I I would say that um, those relationships resonate throughout my life, um, mm -hmm. and I don't want them to. I don't want it, I don't want to be reminded of that relationship, but I do. But I am of those brothers who were once brothers that aren't aren't brothers anymore. Yeah. Um. And sometimes there's just there. Sometimes there's just a reality to where you can't be as close to somebody because you're not in their, their sphere of influence or you moved or something like that. Yeah. Like there's guys in Ohio that I love and care about. Well, it's like I just went back to Ohio for that wedding for my, my roommate in college, Nate. Like yeah. Everybody was like, dude, you flew for one, you flew that far for one day for right, a wedding? Dude. And I was like, you don't understand what this dude means to me. Right, right. And there's brothers who are brothers. For, I got guys back in Ohio that when I went back there last year um, for Thanksgiving, I mean, we all... All of us went to the went to a bar. Oh yeah, you sent cigars. me a picture. I remember that. Yeah, dude, these are guys are very much like you. Very much, very, very. I mean, great guys, and I mean, they're now and they're they're now closer to their forties than they are thirties. Um, but I knew them when they were twenty something, getting thirty something, and uh, love to death. So I think that that's that's uh, brotherhood can change, but those those ties still remain the same, and I still talk to several of them still. Yeah. To this day, I mean, when the Bengals games are on, I'm sitting there texting them like, "Dude, did you see that play? Yeah, tonight, you bro." Know? I know Miami versus Bengals, man. They're saying two is going to play. Uh, well, um, yeah, two is a beast. So I, I hope the Bengals do well. <laughs> you know, I th I think for me, like I can't really think. I'm really particular about the people that I pour myself into and the people that I really open up to. I'm pretty closed off for the most part. Yeah, it's, I, would it's, I would agree. Um, yeah. 
it, it takes a lot for me to to really open up to people and bring them into my fold. Um, I I saw you once say I can't remember who it was too, but they were a really good friend of mine, and that we we're talking about something, and you were really quiet about it. And I asked you later on what you thought about that conversation, and I'm like, and you said, I'm not willing to go the area area yet with that guy. I don't really know him that well. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. that, that's that's respect, man. I get that. I understand that. I understand when you say something like, you know, I don't know that that's a good friend of yours, which is cool, but I don't really know him that well yet. Yeah. So I'm not willing to go there yet. You know, and I, I appreciated that about you. I was like, oh man, I gotta give his heart out to people. Yeah. And I, I respect that about guys who. Have a have a closed circle and or a you know a you know a, a deep I call it more of like a deep circle like these guys are willing to go deep with versus just the the shallows with you well, know and and for me it's a little bit of an insecurity right like um, a lot of my upper hand with people comes because they don't know anything about me right, right they don't know like Grant is one of the few people that knows that like I'm pretty intelligent um, right, I don't right, I don't right. show that to a lot of people openly. Around you, you, certain topics, you are you are very very well um, learned. Yes, and and Grant is one of those people as well. Unless 100%. you actually sit and have a conversation with him, you'd be like, "Who's this goon showing up in a goofy shirt and a hat on? Like a goofy like uh, he, he collects uh, minor league baseball hats." I know it's hysterical. And then you just get this knowledge, and you're like, "Dang, bro!" Like, yeah. Um, so for me, I almost use it as a little bit of like a a control thing, mm -hmm. right? Which mm -hmm. which I understand. It's yeah. an insecurity that I have. Sure. Um, but I think what I'm starting to realize is I'm getting to that point in my life now. I mean, I'm 32 years old. I'm not super old, um, but I am getting to that point now where I'm starting to see like a lot of the people that have been in my life for a really long time have values that may not may not continue to line up with mine. Right. And right. I'm starting to see that. And I right. think I think if I end up losing or some of those relationships end up uh, kind of sliding away. Um, you know, they kind of slide out of that brotherhood into more of a, uh, just a friendship that I've had for a really long time. I think honestly, it's going to just be because values change. Yeah. I think, I think that or didn't change. I, I, let, me, let me, let me put it this way. I think your values mature over time. Yeah. Meaning like there's, well, it comes with experience. Right. Right. And that's just, that's, that's just, that's just kind of how it is. I mean, I, I don't value, you know, I didn't value being a grandfather, you know, very much in my twenties and thirties now. I fully value that. Well, you're not you know? even a grandfather. I know, yet. I know, but some of my buddies are. Yeah, you know? some of my buddies are grandfathers, and I see what joy it brings their life. And I'm, I'm pressing that button on Savannah all the time. Like, it's okay, you can be some grandbaby. You can take her. You know, <laughs> she told me you got to go to a, a Haitian or Jamaican restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> get the what's the water? Uh, you, you get them the Manish water. The Manish water. Yeah, <laughs> give that to my son-in-law. FedEx that yeah. over. Right, right, or, right. Or some, and, uh, send them some Coca Pellis. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so but, we we have a, a a thing out here in Arizona that I believe. Is it Navajo? Maybe I don't know. I don't remember. It's it's like an ancient like um it's it's native here to Arizona and it's a it's a little deity that it's like the god of mischief essentially and oh, they yeah. call it the uh, the Cocopelli. Okay, and uh, it's a guy like playing oh, a yeah, flute. Oh yeah, you see him all the time, all yeah. over all the oh, highways right, so, and stuff. Yeah. So, but he's also a fertility god. Oh okay. So long story short, we were living with somebody for a little while, uh, me and my wife, and one of the girls that also lived in that house, her mother is from or her grandmother is from like native from Mexico mm -hmm. and she came up to visit the house and our friend had it decked out with Coca Pellis because she just liked to shout it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the granny goes, Oh, you going to have twins. You have all the Coca Pellis. You will have twins. So she got pregnant. Didn't have the first something happened with the first pregnancy, right? Uh -huh. Like not that happens. The second pregnancy twins. <laughs> I was like, I'm never putting a Coca Pellis in my house. <laughs> And the worst part is that the Coco Pelli is that that logo that is on like every T-shirt you see in Sedona. That's oh, true. Yeah, it totally. is. There's a lot of Coco totally. People throw the little bumper stickers on the right, back of their Jeeps. Right, right. Like, oh man, if only they realized that's nuts, that man. that's there to make sure that the uh, shocks are squeaking. Right, right. And not from <laughs> off-roading. Um, I want to touch on two things real quick. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we you mentioned the the, the friends that kind of slide out of the you know they were brothers. Or you considered them brothers, and they kind of like they left that. Mm -hmm. um, I, a mutual friend of me and Justin, the one that I, I had mentioned earlier that I went to feed his cats with before Justin and I were even friends. Um, this is a guy that I was seeing. We were hanging out every Sunday. Every Sunday, I got out of work at my last job, um, and we would go try a new restaurant that was featured on Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives. Yeah, with Guy Fieri. Um, 
and like I got to the point where I felt like I was in a really, really close relationship with this person, right? Sure, like sure. I definitely considered them part of the family. Yeah. Um, he met someone that became a whirlwind relationship. They got married really, really quick. Okay. They moved to New York, realized that was a mistake. Could have told them just, you know, <laughs> shoot me a text. I would have let you know. Um, great city, not affordable. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, totally. And then they came back and she got pregnant and he's a father. Mm-hmm. Right. And we didn't even know he was back. Yeah. I texted him one day to see how he was doing in New York. And he was like, oh, yeah, I came back like three months ago. So this is someone I had seen every week for months prior yeah, to prior to a lockdown. Right. And I, I no longer even getting text messages about life stuff. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, so like that, that hurt right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, like I, I, that's one misstep. I will forgive someone for a misstep. You know, mm-hmm. like sure. you, you move cross country twice to have a kid with a new wife. Mm-hmm. Like you got other yeah, stuff li- going on. Life is L- there. Life happened, right? Like I'm cool being, you know, way afterthought for that. But for like three months to not say anything, that's weird. Yeah. Um, so then like I picked up photography, which mm-hmm. is something that this person had a passion in. And it's something I'd always wanted to do. But I also realized, hey, this is a great way to connect to a friend that I haven't spoken to in a while. Sure. I had texted them several times. And like, hey, man, I just got a great camera. Like, I know you love to do this stuff. Let's just get together when it's convenient for you. Like, I wasn't working at the time. I had mm-hmm. time to spare. I could work around anyone's schedule. Sure. Um, didn't really get a text message back. Just kind of left me on red. Uh, you know, just total silence. Uh, and then I, you know, still followed them on Instagram. And I see they're hanging out with another person that they were, you know, weren't even seeing as frequently as they were seeing me that they claim was a closer friend. And I was just like, all right, I see where the priorities are. Like, I'm not sure. there. And, like, fine. Like, okay. Yeah. So, like, you're not going to attempt to even try to continue a conversation, even though I'm showing interest in a mutual interest. Like, clearly this is not worth the effort that I'm putting into you anymore. Yep. So I, I think that's, stop. I think stop putting wisdom. in the time, so you stop putting in the trust. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think that's, I think it's wisdom. I, the, one of the questions is, what do you do when you're the one dropped? Ooh. What do you do when you're the one dropped? I've been dropped before. That's cool. I mean, from, from friends. So I, so I think it's important to go like. Well, it shows you how much you value the relationship. Right, right. Now, I, that, that's something I was going to say before, and I, let's get back to it in a second, but the idea of, you know, I, I mean, I really wanted a friendship with this person and they, you know, I, I considered them a brother and now it looks different, you know, now it looks different. And I have to, you have to accept that as a man, you have to go like, okay, that that's cool. I think, I think accepting that and still having a mutual respect for the person versus simply, you know, wishing them worse. Yeah. Or, or lashing like out to them. Yeah. Right. Right. I think that's important, dude. I, I don't think you, I, I think as, as a man, especially being as mature as a man is being able to say like, okay, man, that, that's cool, man. And when I see you, no harm, no foul, man. I'm, I, I appreciate you. Good to see you. Versus being the immature man, you know, becomes the hater online, becomes seeing all the stuff, is is stalking him online, disliking crap, things like that. And you're like, man, that's just that's just immaturity. When you're the one drop, you got to be okay with it, man. You got to be okay with it. And then maybe there's look a in self, the mirror and right, say why. There's, there's there there could be a, a self evaluation of it. And then sometimes things are just different. Yeah. People are just different and you're able to go, okay, that, that's kind of thing. But if there's a time that you're like, man, I really, really want really connect with you before. Why can't we connect in the past? Some people just move on in different ways and you got to be okay with that as a dude. I know it sounds like I'm talking about dudes and chicks. I'm not because guys got, I mean, there, there is deep relationships as guys. There are brotherhoods as guys. Mm-hmm. And when that, that brotherhood's broken and or moves on from you, there's got to be a mature way that you deal with it. Versus always being the hater, yeah, you know, where you're end up going like, man, I'm just going to hate this guy and dislike everything he says online. It's like that. I know you're not like that. That's why. No, I said, yeah. yeah, I think one big thing about that too is like, there's a there's a stigma around mm-hmm. guys kind of talking like this, right, right. Like, and that's really weird too, because like when guys build friendships, they're not doing it to be a casual like, ah, this is the dude I you know I see at the shooting range that right. I talk to. Right. Like, if I'm actively putting in the effort to talk to you to get to know you. It's because I want you in that inner circle. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I think of you well enough that mm-hmm. I want this connection with this person. Mm-hmm. And it's it's weird that, like, as men, we can't really talk about that openly. Right, right. And, and Or that it's gay. 
Yeah. Or that it's gay or homo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And we have to say things like, hey, man, I love you, no homo. Yeah. Things like that versus just saying, like, hey, seriously, dude, I I really appreciate you. You are, and you're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, how many times do I leave here and I just, like, hey, Brad, love you, man? Yeah, dude, that's serious, true. I'll tell the people that I love, I love them. Like, I don't care what anyone thinks about that. They screw you. That's a crazy, it's weird. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of guys that that leave here, and I'd probably take that for granted more. Then I should really think about it and be like appreciative of it because there's, I mean, Mo. Every time Mo goes, Hey, man, I love you, man. I appreciate you. I haven't seen him and in I'm a minute like, either. Yeah. So he was, here, I, he was here last week. Was yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, guys like that. And he does, man. He invites me to things and things like that. It's, it's cool. It's cool. But uh, so getting back to that dude, right? So, like, yeah, even, yeah. even Justin will tell you, like, I texted Justin like a week and a half after not hearing back from this person. And I'm like, Hey, man, like, did I do something wrong? Like, is it my fault? Like, I'm kind of hurt. Like, I really thought I was close to this person, and, like, I'm not hearing from them ever again. Like, did I do something wrong? And, you know, I was able to just, Justin and I are close. I was able to have that open conversation with, like, hey, man, I'm telling you my feelings are hurt. Like, just talk me through it. And we just sat there and talked about it. Um, but you also mentioned having those those conversations where you just pull someone aside and you talk through things, right? There's something I never mentioned to Justin, but something that, it didn't bug me because you were still succeeding and I was happy that you were succeeding. Mm-hmm. But when you told me that you were doing a YouTube channel with Brad and you were doing a podcast and stuff, like I know for a while I had told you that I wanted to do a podcast and a YouTube channel for, mm-hmm. for things like it kind of hurt. Yeah. It kind of hurt that someone was doing and it because it even seemed like you, you were excited to do it, but it wasn't even like you were pouring yourself into it right away. And I know you don't half-ass things. I know you go into it fully when you're excited to do something. Well, it wasn't something that was my right. It wasn't creation. your baby. I was, right. I was, you know, being a, uh, adopted into Brad's baby. You know, exactly. so for, right, for right. me, that was um, that was something that I felt like I had to tread very lightly on because yeah. uh, it was it was something I was being um, invited into. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and that is something that also shows. Brad trusts you enough to become part of this. Yeah. Right. And right. at no point did I let my feelings of like, wow, that like I'm I'm bummed that someone that didn't even really have the interest in doing it ahead of time is doing this thing that I really wanted to do for you, a long time. You want to know how much we think alike? Yeah. Ha- have I have I have I said anything about having him really like on the podcast yet? No. So there's a reason for that. Okay. Grant has his own podcast, right? Oh, okay. okay. And then we, you know, we kind of started our thing and then just like ran in and got all this nice equipment and stuff like that. So like there was a part of me that didn't want to rub that in and and bring you in and say like, oh yeah, look at all this equipment we use for our podcast. Yeah. And I see like I knew that that yeah. was the thing too. Like I knew that you were doing this thing that I really wanted to do, mm-hmm. but you weren't, I mean, you weren't the financier, you weren't the banker, you right. know, like you, you were doing it to support a homie. Yep. Mm-hmm. And in no way, shape, or form, like, yes, it hurt, but that was because of my own shortcomings in that I wasn't able to get my stuff started the way that I wanted to do it. Yeah. So I never looked at it as anything, and we never talked about this, because, like, I never no, thought it haven't. was, in, I never thought it was important to yeah. bring up, but just in the spirit of, you know, doing this podcast and what the situation right. is, right. like, let's give an example of that moving forward type mm-hmm. of thing, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. So, like, it hurt. It hurt and it sucked. And I spoke to my therapist about how much it kind of like didn't bother me, but like I was still sort of distraught. (laughs) I was distraught by it. You know what I mean? Like, cause like I, the closest family I have uh, is doing the thing that I wanted to do. Right. Right. right, In no way, shape or form am I affiliated with it. Right. right? right. Except for today. Right. Like, and this is awesome and I loved it. Yeah. Um, And thank you again for having me on. Of course. Um, It means a lot. Um, But yeah, like that, and it never said anything back because, like, I never wanted to stop you from succeeding. Mm-hmm. So I bottled it. I spoke to a therapist about it, but I never wanted to put a damper on the project that you guys were working on. Yeah, and I think I think to to give some some perspective to that too, like Justin said, he it was never his idea to do it. Right. It was never his idea to do anything like that. Although when we started doing videos. We, we, we're getting inundated with podcast ideas. Mm-hmm. People are saying, you got to do a podcast, you got to do a podcast. Even my own family, I think my sister out in, in Cincinnati was like, you need to do a podcast, Bradley. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And then we got inundated with so much, you know, email, DMs and everything like that. Please do a podcast. JB was like, man, we got we got to do a podcast. And I was like, yeah, okay, well, we'll do it. And we tried it and we kind of liked it. We thought it was pretty good and yeah. so on and so forth. And so 
but yeah, that that's one of those things. I, I think that's I think it's a real mature way of thinking too. Is to say like, hey, look, you know, I, I want to bless my brother. I don't want to feel like you know this is what's going on. I don't want to feel like I'm I'm distraught about it or anything like that. And I think that's that's a mature thing to do when when you do have mixed feelings about what a brother does, and you're like, man, I really want to do that with him, and we couldn't do that, and so on and so forth. Um, and sometimes things just don't lie, but I think the way that you treated it was absolutely right. You know, I think it was, it's, it's interesting seeing that worked out between the two of you on the third party table part of this. And I'm like, dude, that's, that's deep to bring that up, man. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. I know this is the two people that I can trust and have that open conversation with. And a big thing about why I never brought it up before was like, I didn't want to taint what two people I care about are working on. Right. Like if, if you knew that there was always this kind of like. I don't know, bitterness for lack of a better word. Yeah, like right, whatever yeah. it is. Right, right. Like, and I don't feel that way now. Like, sure, I, sure. I see you guys succeeding, and that is all that matters to me. Yeah, that's um, awesome, dude. And like, I started my own podcast with another friend, and I had to take time away from my mental health when things got really, really rough for me sure. fairly recently. But I, I hope we can get back to it. Like, I'd love to. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like, I never wanted to say anything because I didn't want anyone to walk into a new recording session with anything in the back of their mind, like, shit, man, like, Grant's going to watch this and maybe not feel good, but mm. I know he's going to watch it because he wants to support us anyway. Right, right. So, I like, feel that. I, I, you know, like I said, I bottled it, but, mm. like, I knew, I knew if I t- spoke to Justin about it, like, it would just be an open convo. Right, Like, right. I knew it wouldn't be anything bad, but, yeah. like, I didn't want to have anything that might put anyone's mindset differently. Right. Other than focusing on the thing that they can succeed at. Right. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So to to bring that realism, absolutely. I appreciate you saying that. Well, dude, we are done with the podcast. Just by nature of the fact that it's probably like an hour and a half right now. Nah, point. it's just an hour and it's five. An hour and five. Okay. <laughs> hey, I want to thank my guest Grant for being here today. Obviously, my boy JB on the on the podcast, and you, the listener, that took time out of your day to listen this podcast and all of our jargon and everything else like that. Thank you so very much for listening to the Cut Light and Smoke podcast. Again, if you have anything, any comments, questions, or insults that you want to throw our way, go to cutlightpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, brought to you by zealcigars.com. Zeal Cigars, number one place for cigars on the internet. With that said, we're out of here like last year. Peace. Take it easy.